0: There is a vinyl store that is, uh, we go in and I uh, walk in with Axel Fano and we're literally looking at recordings and talking to the, to the, uh, with the man who owns the store and find the Maria Callas recording and she lived in Paris. In fact, I, once I stayed in an apartment two doors down from where she lived and this iconic photograph of her looking out, of, out the window very depressed before she died haunted me every time I walked past that building.
1: I'm Melissa Green, and that's world-renowned soprano Renee Fleming joining us on Heart of the Arts today. She has a brand-new documentary film premiering at select IMAX theaters, and you can see it this Sunday, September 18th at AMC Desert Ridge. It's titled Cities That Sing, Paris. Hi, Renee Fleming. Yes. Hi, this is Melissa Green. Thank you so much for joining us on Classical KFOC today. It's such a pleasure. I appreciate you taking the time.
0: Ah, Thank you. Great speaking with you. (laughs) Um,
1: You don't really need an introduction, so I would like to dive in because you have something um, really exciting coming up here in Arizona. You have a brand new film. You're taking audiences on a trip in Cities That Sing Paris. This is an IMAX documentary which arrives in select theaters, including uh, here in Arizona this coming Sunday. So first of all, congratulations on this new project. Thank you, Melissa. You star in this tour in one of the world's greatest cities, and you're joined by singers, artists, great food. I wanted to first ask about how the film is preceded by a live conversation with yourself hosted by Kelsey Grammer. Do you two have a did you have a connection before the film?
0: I've met Kelsey at a couple of events uh, and uh, in New York, I believe, and and then was able to connect with him. In London, because I went backstage after his wonderful performance in *Man of La Mancha*, and uh, so he—he is a—he loves culture. He loves uh, sort of the classical arts, and is—and uh, I'm very interested. Just I haven't never had a real conversation with him, so I can't wait to hear what he asks and what he's interested in.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's exciting. He is a great personality, of course. There are a lot of locations that have influenced the arts and opera, of course. So. I want to dive in with asking, what are some places that you highlight in the film that you have a personal connection to?
0: Uh, oh, gosh, I gave them a long list because <laughs> I adore Paris. I spent a lot of time there, sung there uh, a, a lot over the years and owned an apartment there. So we started with I mean, and and I have to say this was all around the greatest hits of French opera. And okay. these are many, many tunes and melodies that people will recognize, and some of the even some of them, everybody even knows by name, the Toreador song, of course, um, but selections from Faust and so many so many beautiful um, uh, operas that people probably are familiar with. Uh, and we're visiting these extraordinary sites as well, and sharing a little bit of the history of the composers and 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 the various places that things were filmed. And we're in the Châtelet, the Théâtre du Châtelet, which is directly on the Seine with some of the most spectacular views of the city. And then I have Mm -hmm. fabulous co-stars as well. I wanted to present young
1: singers too. One of my questions was, who are some of your favorite guests highlighted or that will be singing with you in the film, if you could share?
0: Sure. Well, of course, Piotr Vetsawa is probably one of the top really three or four tenors in the world today. He can sing anything. We gave him a long list of repertoire to choose from. I had worked with a team to curate what the operas would be, what the selections would be, uh, and he basically responded yes to all of them. I said, oh, gosh, he is so versatile. (laughs) And uh, Axel Fagno is a young um, French soprano who uh, I had come to Carnegie Hall and worked with me on a project called Song Studio, and I loved her. She's incredibly charismatic and beautiful and has a, Really interesting sound, and so I said, let's feature um, young artists. And so she's one, and the other one, Alexandra Uomel, is, is a very successful uh, working baritone uh, in uh, in France. So, I, and the other person that we feature besides the director Robert Carson, who I've worked with so much, um, mm-hmm. and we're in a wine shop, which is fun, mm-hmm. is Alexi Mabia who's one of the couture designers of France. There are only 14 of them, and you have to have a studio in France to be called one. Wow. And he did amazing costumes. The gowns in this
1: are out of sight. Wow. Okay. So yeah, one of my questions here was that you've worked with Robert Carson before. So um, was this something that you two had been talking about, or you just kind of had that working relationship that this just seemed like a a perfect match? Well,
0: he's Good friend of mine, so um, and he he lives uh, uh, in Paris, uh, and so I you know among other places. But I I just said he happened to be in town, and I really wanted to show the audience uh, the courtyard of the building where he lives because it's so historic, it's medieval, it's you're in another world. You so suddenly figure in the French countryside. Um, And we but we opted instead to feature this extraordinary wine store that's got cork designs all over the ceiling. It's ancient. It's beautiful. It's just the kind of thing that uh, we love when we go to France and we want to explore and discover.
1: Yes. And are there any other like little hidden gems or locals that you've become friends with over the years that make the film or make it uh, an appearance in the film?
0: Yes, there's a vinyl store that is, uh, we go in and I uh, walk in with Axel Fagno and we're literally looking at recordings and talking to the, to the, uh, with the man who owns the store and uh, we, we have a, we find a Maria Collis recording and, and uh, she lived in, in, in Paris. In fact, I, once I stayed in an apartment two doors down from where she lived and this iconic photograph of her looking out of, out the window, very depressed before she died. Mm. Um, haunted me every time I walked past that building.
1: Wow. I wanted to ask, um, I've only seen a a few previews so far, but you were mentioning Couture, and as always, it's Paris. So who are some of your favorite designers to wear, if you have some, and um, do they make an appearance in the film?
0: So Alexei Mavia is a young designer who who dressed me for the film, so we interview him and talk a little bit about, um, you know, and show some of the dresses in advance of of wearing them. But I had a a major gala at the Paris Opera a year ago. Well, actually it wasn't a year ago, it was six months ago, in April, and wore a Chanel. So you can't, really can't go wrong in Paris. Um, Karl Lagerfeld and and, uh, Chanel uh, dressed me as well for the Met and Dior, I've worn several things by Dior. So yeah, I've been. I have. I think I've had probably more couture gowns than anyone in history.
1: Wow. At
0: least in modern history. Wow. I, I don't, I, it's just the collection that I have. So the exciting news is that um, the textile museum, uh, the Galliera is taking the best of my collection. So it's, it's finding a home, which oh. makes me very happy.
1: <laughs> How exciting! I love your gowns. Yeah. You always look so flawless. And with this being an, an IMAX and just talking about the costumes and stuff, I'm curious what you love about the movies that maybe you don't experience in front of a live audience at the Met or on stage.
0: Well, IMAX, first of all, the screen is so large. So you, you, you get something of the grandeur of opera from that. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, it's intimate because you're close. Yeah, uh, and you also have the twelve speakers, so you have surround sound, which of course one doesn't have in a live performance. You have, you know, this. You're just hearing things from the, from the front, because we're unamplified. Sometimes it's the balance is difficult, and you know, it's we're so used to amplified sound now. We're so used to hearing um, things that louder and fuller and richer, and IMAX certainly gives that to you. Um, but the other special thing about this, I would say Stage Access worked with IMAX to create a spectacular production. So the lighting is really special. It's um, it's more beautiful than I've seen because they were able to use the whole theater
1: mm-hmm. and put lights
0: everywhere and control it. And so it's quite magical looking.
1: Yeah, you kind of get that surround, that 360 view where you wouldn't get it maybe right, sitting exactly. in front of the stage, and there was so much spotlight right. on um, there was so much spotlight on singing and street performances in Europe, um, beginning in 2020, and opera was kind of a, a big thing that stood out um, on social media, YouTube clips. So I was wondering if you've approached your career or your uh, if your practice has changed or has it continued to evolve in the same way over the past two years.
0: Well, it was difficult for all of us during the pandemic because we could only um, offer digital performances, and um, the latency problem with um, trying to record with other people in other places has not really been resolved. Uh, it's it's people are working on it really hard, and I think hopefully by the next pandemic, hopefully not too soon, uh, we'll be able to do that uh, you know better. Um, but there were some real highlights. I mean, certainly uh, the Met filming at Dumbarton Oaks here in Washington. I think they did a beautiful job and um, and, and kept their audience because they have such a large archive of film material. Uh, and now I think, you know, I have the hours at the Met, which is based on the Michael Cunningham book and the, and the film. I'm super excited about that uh, this fall. And then I'm going back mm-hmm. to Paris to sing Pat Nixon and Nixon in China. Wow. So those are two real highlights of the season.
1: Well, congratulations. Um, we are looking forward to Cities That Sing Paris coming here this Sunday, the 18th. Congrats again on this premiere. And thank you so much for your time and for joining us here in Phoenix today. I really appreciate it and just looking forward to the show. Thank you, Melissa. Take yeah, care. Thanks. You too, Renee. That's Grammy Award-winning American soprano Renee Fleming. You can see her new IMAX documentary, Cities That Sing, Paris. It airs Sunday, September 18th at Desert Ridge AMC. Check your local listings. For KBOX Heart of the Arts, I'm Melissa Green.